0: Are you in between jobs and don't have an updated resume? Maybe you're trying to get your first job and haven't put your resume together yet because it seems like it's an overwhelming process. Or are you presently working but growing concerned about today's uncertain times and need help polishing up your resume so you're ready just in case? If so, listen in on today's Career Growth Made Easy podcast, episode 29, No Job, no resume, no problem. You're listening to Craig Ansel. I'm your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. This is episode 29 No Job, No Resume, No Problem. Back in 2008, it was a regular work day. I had just returned from an off-site lunch. I remember I had Italian. I even recalled the exact restaurant. As I settled back into my office chair, I reminisced on the fact that I was working towards 12 years of dedicated service. Then, I got the call. My office phone rang, and the caller ID showed it was the HR office. That's right, Human Resources. What was odd, though... The voice on the phone wasn't the HR manager. It was the company president. He said, Craig, would you mind coming over to the HR office? We need to talk to you. Needless to say, I never hit my 12-year work anniversary. That day, I became the victim of a reduction in force or RIF. Those three simple letters, R-I-F. From that day forward, I found myself unemployed. They explained, due to the drop in the economy, my services would no longer be needed. After packing my personal things, literally in a cardboard box, which the company provided at no charge, I would return to the office no more. As I drove home, the same path, the same old route, something felt different. I don't know if I was in shock or numb or what. As I drove a few miles, I started to snap out of it and come to the realization that I won't be returning to work tomorrow. That was my last regular paycheck, at least for a while. Over time, I sat at home feeling off, kind of funny, especially when Mondays rolled around and I didn't have a work routine. My loving family was very supportive and understanding though internally I felt like I had lost my purpose. At the time, I was the sole provider. You see, years earlier, as we began a family, my wife Erin and I decided that I would remain in the workforce. While we were both college graduates, a big plus, we felt with my engineering degree, I had higher earning potential. So now back to the cold hard facts. There I sat at home, unemployed facing our personal computer screen and keyboard. I didn't know what to do next. I felt paralyzed. I was literally lost. You see, I've been very fortunate and blessed that I had found regular work since I was 15. Being unemployed, I felt like I had nowhere to turn. There didn't seem to be any online guidance that would fit my needs. Simply searching the word resume on the internet yielded pages of results. Pages of online resume services, most of which made many promises. Their costs ranged from hundreds of dollars to well over $1,000. I remember the message that kept popping into my head. It was the thought that the more I pay, the better my resume would be. Maybe this was subliminal marketing, I don't know. But I kept thinking about using an expensive resume service. The funny thing? Even though we were struggling financially, somehow I was considering purchasing one of those expensive resume services. It was all about the feeling of getting out of that state of unemployment. I wanted it so bad. I just didn't know how to get there. Sitting back in the silence with what felt like numbness, I quickly came to a difficult realization. Working for the same company for nearly a dozen years, I became comfortable. Somewhere along the line, I stopped updating my resume. In fact, I wasn't exactly sure where to find it when I looked for it, and I wasn't sure what version or what time in my life it would represent. I dreaded thinking about that. When and if I locate it, would it be the resume I originally used when I got hired nearly 12 years ago? I slowly realized I didn't have an updated resume. I didn't know how to search the job market, Didn't know how to apply for a job. Didn't know how to interview. And if I got the interview, what questions would they ask of me? How would I prepare? Was I allowed to ask questions? If so, which ones? What's this? Please submit a cover letter with your resume. What's a cover letter? What's its purpose? And how do you create a good one anyway? All right, I have to get something off my chest, so here it goes. I get a little emotional every time I talk about that time in my life. Why? Because outside the downright job loss, there were too many I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't know. Well, you get the picture. All I desperately wanted was a new job. I decided not to play the victim card. I worked on turning my lack of into an abundance. During my unemployment break, I studied and studied hard. From the library to the internet to trade publications, job fairs, and recruitment seminars, I went. I began learning any and all things related to resumes, cover letters, and interviews. I did this in between some odds and ends jobs, including some very interesting night shifts. Nearly anything in an attempt to pay the bills and put food on the table. It's great that I was researching, studying like mad to get up to speed on the job application and interview process. But that didn't fix my sorry excuse for a resume. It didn't matter how much information I collected, and boy did I collect it. If you knew me well, you'd call me an information sponge. I love learning. It's a passion of mine. I also love sharing and giving back, but more on that later. So getting my resume up to speed with the best structure, format, and layout was one thing. Heck, from networking, I even learned what some recruiters and HR folks had preferences for. All that was great, but it didn't fix the fact my resume content was outdated. So getting my resume up to speed with the best structure, format, and layout was one thing. Heck, From networking, I even learned what some recruiters and human resource folks had preferences for. All that was great, but it didn't fix the fact my resume content was outdated. I needed to dig back deep into my job history and pull out as many memories as I could. From accomplishments, accolades, awards, to achievements. So I brainstormed. I logged down everything I could think of, literally, from my first day of employment to my last. That was an emotionally draining time, and to be honest, a lot of second-guessing took place. I wanted to make sure the notes were accurate and honest. I sure wished I had kept a history of professional experiences and accomplishments. As I looked for a full-time job, there didn't seem to be many roles out there that matched my background and work history, My primary target was an engineering manager. This was something I had done well and had strong experience with. Days turned to weeks and weeks turned to months. I realized while continuing to look for full-time work, I needed to reinvent myself. I needed to look at what companies were hiring for and see if I could transform into that candidate. Now, let me explain. Just because I was an accomplished engineer doesn't mean that that was the only role that I would be good at or willing to pursue. Prior to being an engineering manager, I was an engineer. So what positions could be applicable for an engineer with strong leadership skills? My search for a project engineer was born out of that idea. Slowly, I became more comfortable as my confidence grew. Knowing that I met the job requirements, I applied for a handful of positions, Sometimes the roles were called P.E. for short. But looking at some of the requirements, it confused me. Eventually, I learned that P.E. also stood for professional engineer, which had a completely different set of requirements, including a state certification, which I did not have. Mental note to self. If I ever use an acronym, even if it's industry specific, make sure I define it first. Note to hiring companies, that would have saved a lot of my time and mental energy. If you remember all this, it was happening during an economic downturn. My very low to non-existent callback rate for full-time project engineer roles signaled to me it was time to transform again. With further research, I learned my engineering background and strong leadership align nicely with project manager roles. This time, the acronym PM didn't cause as much pain, but there was something lurking out there. It was a program manager, also called PM for short. So there I was between project and program manager. I researched the difference. It seems my background was more aligned to the role of project manager, but I could envision supporting a program manager too. Though not my preference, of course, you can't be picky when you're financially strapped and riding a downward spiral. From my view, I'd explain the difference between a project and program as follows. Projects are unique, differing with specific tasks, goals, and milestones. Programs align with managing a group of related projects. It's a little more high level. My prior engineering roles required heavy focus on the details, Though, as I moved up the engineering supervision level and into management, I had to learn to leave the extreme details to the team. Since I had worked on so many unique, different projects over the years, I felt more strongly aligned to the project management roles. So I started to apply for project management positions, and that's when a Fortune 500 company responded back favorably. There were close to a half dozen interviews, including phone, one-on-one, and group settings. As I rounded my seventh month of unemployment, the chain was broken. I was hired as a project manager. During this humbling process, I learned to ask for and receive constructive criticism on my resume, interviewing style, and discussion content. I vowed never to be caught like I was before with an outdated resume, lack of knowledge on cover letters, or interviewing. That is where my passionate study began, and since that day, I have stayed current with winning resume trends, proven interviewing techniques, studied, and applied high-performance growth. For several years, I have coached high-performance growth benefiting people in their personal and professional lives. Back to the title of this episode, though, No Job, No Resume, No Problem. Through storytelling, I shared my job loss, some of the struggles, and how I repurposed myself and my resume. If you're wondering what jobs might be out there, you should listen to Episode 9, titled Four-Year Degree Not Required. A number of well-known companies have found an improved talent pool by dropping the four-year college degree requirement. Some companies don't even require a resume when you apply. Rather, they use the concept of a hiring fair. I strongly believe, though, that it's important to have a resume and maintain it. You'll never know when you need it. It's not just a piece of paper you're maintaining; it's your history, background, education, training, accomplishments, and achievements that someday you may need to call on. And in an instant, like in my case, don't spend countless sleepless nights staring at a blank sheet of paper, not knowing where to begin. Or racking your brain trying to recall the details of a job you used to have. Are you already one or more jobs down the road and your resume has fallen behind? Maybe you're just entering the job market and need a hand putting your first resume together. Do yourself a favor. Stop now. Pause this episode. Go into the show notes and click the link to get on our resume masterclass waitlist. We're launching on Monday, September 28th, where you'll get a step-by-step program to create, update, and redesign your resume. By the end of the course, your resume will be updated with the latest styles, structures, and content. Be concise. A clean, crisp, to the point message. Be expressive, creative, and unique to showcase your individuality. Be winning. Tell your future employer what's in it for them. And have hidden value. Overcome the odds of online submission systems. Those first four points, updated, concise, expressive winning, are very important, don't get me wrong. However, that last item your resume will have hidden value, it's critically important we discuss it here. The mere fact you have an updated resume is no longer good enough. There are online resume submission systems out there that can wreak havoc. Prior to COVID pandemic, we'd attend job fairs, meet and greet in person, hand over hard copy resumes on high quality embossed watermarked paper, and conduct mini-interviews directly on-site. Years ago, we'd fax resumes, and yes, those dreaded cover letters, to potential future employers. Then came emailing our documents directly to human resources or the hiring manager. Over time, the volume of resume submissions has become so large, it's unmanageable by human hands. Today, most companies use some sort of electronic resume scanning service when you upload your resume. In fact, some surveys suggest as much as 90% of hiring companies use tools called Applicant Tracking Systems, or ATS for short. This is a fancy term for a software tool that automates your resume receipt, scanning, and acceptance or rejection. Did you hear that last part? Acceptance or rejection. Nearly 75% of resumes are rejected when uploaded online. What's worse, the sender doesn't know that they were rejected. There seems to be that endless waiting period, and you just don't know if it got discarded or not. Your resume might have been an incompatible format, been structured incorrectly, or lack content. Don't go it alone. You don't need to hire an expensive resume service or coach. You can walk through our step-by-step program to create, update, or redesign your resume. And yes, you'll be able to check the box, has hidden value. Maybe your resume is up against dozens or hundreds of others. The odds can seem overwhelming, I know. But what if you could wave a sort of magic wand and boost the chances of your resume getting into the top 25%? You effectively can when you learn the do's and don'ts of resume submission online. To get on the wait list, go to rmcenroll.com. That's short for Resume Masterclass. That's r-m-c-e-n-r-o-l-l.com. If you have any questions, we have a contact button on the form, or you can email me directly, craig at craigansell.com. That's C-R-A-I-G at C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L dot com. Check out rmcenroll.com today. There's a special early bird bonus offer. Get your resume done and check that off the list of things to do. This has been Craig Ansel. I'm with the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode 29. No job, no resume, no problem.